Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea is a fascinating and intricate topic, far more complex than anyone can master. Our expertise resides in storytelling by professionals who know the tea lands from birth and speak the native tongue. We believe that transparency is grounded at origin, which is why the T-Biz portal enlists 40 voices skilled in 12 languages to tell the story of tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Kenya convenes a national tea summit. The country's deputy president promises action on lagging tea act reforms. The world awaits the hottest day on record. Author Horatio Bustos announces an English edition of El Tini Gourmet Argentino. Plus, Sri Lanka is among the world's most popular tourist destinations. Tea lovers find that the island nation offers hundreds of options from quaint tea gardens, homestays, and bungalows to tea trails, tea landmarks, waterfalls, caves, and historic sites. In May, T-Biz toured the Halpawati Tea Factory and then visited Ella to see the Rabana Pool Club, the country's first day-use retreat for the adventurous and those who just want to sit and sip tea in the scenic splendor of the Central Mountains. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. David C. Bigelow passed on June 27th. The second-generation former president and CEO of Bigelow Tea with his wife Eunice expanded the company's constant comment line in the 1970s becoming a pioneer of specialty tea in the U.S. market. His daughter and successor, Cindy, said, quote, He never wavered from the traits I admired the most. He was a humble, grateful, and kind man. Implementation of major tea industry reforms enacted in 2020 are lagging, according to delegates attending a two-day national summit in Carrico County, chaired by Deputy President Ragadi Gachagua. Carrico Governor Eric Mutai and Nandi County Governor Stephen Sang said delegates that include the governors of Kenya's tea-producing regions 
support the national endorsed by President William Ruto. The principal stakeholders must now do the hard work of implementing a turnaround that will take two to three years, said Sang. The industry reforms address processing, marketing, sales, and governance. According to Sang, the summit must first cure the issues facing small farmers. The Star reported that Agricultural Cabinet Secretary Mithiki Linturi asked delegates to focus on reforms that ensure farmers' earnings are boosted. Quote, We must come up with ideas to take advantage of our tea to maximize earnings by setting minimum prices at international markets, he said. We must increase our prices and stabilize earnings to put a smile on the face of the tea farmer. Farmers complained that judicial review and suspension of some sections of the 2020 Tea Act have impeded the implementation of beneficial aspects. The Act introduced a one-man, one-vote rule to elect Kenya Tea Development Agency, KTDA, directors, which led to lawsuits. Deputy President Nagachua expressed concern over, quote, bottlenecks that make the smallholder farmer remain poor despite the product competing favorably in the global market. He told the gathering of elected leaders, tea growers, brokers, supply chain operators, and bureaucrats that the president and his cabinet secretaries, quote, will deliver 100% compliance to the reforms as part of our bottom-up transformational agenda, end quote. Governor Matai called the for reforms fundamental and timely as farmers who get less than 20 shillings per kilo are now forced to uproot their tea brushes while brokers get a tenfold return. Quote, It is unacceptable for the farmers to get peanuts, which are also eaten up by the expensive farm input, said Matai. The Mombasa Tea Auction also drew criticism from Member of Parliament Benjamin Langat. He suggested a regional auction independent of the world's largest international auction would benefit smallholders who produce 60% of Kenya's tea. Matai and planters in the South Rift said small producers would earn more at an auction enabling the direct sale of made tea. A second auction is ill-advised, as it would deprive farmers of the ability to negotiate collectively for larger volumes of tea processed by KTDA, said KTDA Chairman David Aichoho. Business Inside Turmoil associated with rioting, the destruction of harvesting, machinery, vandalism, and theft was an underlying concern. Tea processing by multinationals has resumed in Kerko after being suspended last month due to security concerns. The tea lands stood out on meteorological charts indicating the hottest global temperatures in 125,000 years. On Tuesday, the planet broke Monday's record average temperature to reach 62.9 degrees Fahrenheit, about 17.18 Celsius. Europe recorded its hottest day since August 1940. Expect 
records to fall all summer long due to the arrival of El Nino, which has a warming effect and is layering on top of the climate crisis and the start of summer to drive temperatures higher. Quote, it's a triple whammy, end quote, said Miles Allen, a professor of geosystem science at Oxford University. He told the Washington Post, when's the hottest day likely to be? It's going to be when global warming, El Nino, and the annual cycle all line up together, which is the next couple of months, he said. Scientists believe July 4th may have been one of the hottest days on Earth in about 125,000 years, according to the U.S. National Centers for Environmental Prediction. In June, two tea workers perished from heat stroke in Bangladesh. In Bihar, 44 people died. Uttar Pradesh saw temperatures of 47 degrees. That's 116 Fahrenheit. Africa reached 122 degrees Fahrenheit, and the Antarctic is hotter than usual. China recorded maximum daily weather temperatures exceeding 35 degrees Celsius. That's 95 degrees Fahrenheit. The most heat waves in any six-month period since record-keeping began. The National Climate Center there reported record-setting temperatures at 110 weather stations following the country's earliest recorded heat wave, which began May 28th, and spanned 15 provinces. In late June, Beijing recorded 105.8 degree temperature. According to China's Meteorological Administration, El Nino has increased rainfall and flooding in southern China, keeping the north dry. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, anticipates 1.4 billion people in India will be affected. Estimates show a 15% decrease in outdoor working capacity during daylight hours due to extreme heat by 2050. Tea plantations have altered working hours outdoors and increased awareness of the dangers of prolonged heat. The University of Cambridge, in a report published in April, said heat waves in India are putting unprecedented burdens on India's agriculture, economy, and public health systems, stalling efforts to reach its developmental goals. Author Horatio Bustos, a professional taster who studied anthropology, said he spent 10 years researching the book, which he describes as, quote, a historical tour documenting the amalgamation of perceptions, desires, needs, and links that gourmet tea customers are building from shared daily experiences and practices, end quote. The protagonists are gourmet tea producers who make these types of tea, as well as those investigating the improvement of the plant, he said. The Spanish-language edition debuted at Expo Tea in May. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on tea auction prices. India tea price report for sale 26, the week ending 1st July 2023. Sale 26 was not that different from sale 25. It was accumulated sale volume of 72%, an overall average of 186 rupees per kilo. 
The top grades that sold this week were the BP grades in North India and dust from fannings in the South. Kolkata saw good demand for dust from orthodox grades. The price was marginally better than the previous week. Guwahati and Kochi saw good demand as well. In Kochi, A.V. Thomas and Supplyco were the top buyers. Kuno saw better demand for leaf grades compared to the others. And in weather, the southwest monsoon is still on and rain is predicted across the various tea regions with light to moderate rain in North Bengal, which includes Darjeeling, Jalpaiguri, Kalimpong. Heavy rain is expected in the south over the Nilgiris and in Kerala early in the week. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Nish. I grew up in an organic tea farm and I founded Nepal Tea Collective in 2016. Tea is not just a beverage for me, but a catalyst for social change, sustainably empowering hardworking artisans like my parents for the past 30 years. I'm on a mission to make the whole world aware of the goodness of Nepali teas and the good that comes from supporting growers in this remarkable land. If you haven't tasted Nepali teas yet, you're missing out. Our award-winning teas are making headlines. Find out why. Visit Nepal Tea Collective's website to get a free sample of this extraordinary taste of the Himalayas. That's nepalteacollective.com. Or just send me an email at nish, N-I-S-H, at nepalteacollective.com. Cheers. Sri Lanka is among the world's most popular tourist destinations. Tea lovers will find the island nation offers hundreds of options, from quaint tea gardens, homestays, and bungalows, to tea trails, tea landmarks, waterfalls, caves, and historic sites. In May, Tea Biz traveled to help Wade Tea Factory and then to the Ravana Pool Club in Ella, the country's first day-use retreat for the adventurous, along with those like myself who just want to sit and sip tea in the scenic splendor of the Central Mountains. Ravana is a spacious Balinese-inspired bamboo complex of public and private swimming pools, a heated jacuzzi, a restaurant and bar, and a dance floor with a DJ. There are boutiques to shop, trails through the garden, archery and air rifle range, all-terrain vehicles and mountain bikes to rent, rock climbing in the cliffs, and a mega half-kilometer zip line to spike your adrenaline. The resort offers a splendid view of Little Adams Peak and Ella Rock, an impressive monolith across the valley. Operated by 98 acres, the resort is a 2.5-kilometer taxi ride from Ella, a town of 50,000 located 130 miles south and east of Colombo, a five-hour drive. Take the nine-hour daily express train cross-country for spectacular views or the night mail that departs Colombo at 8 p.m. and arrives at 6 a.m. Our day began with a visit to the Halpwadi Tea Factory, about six kilometers from Ella. The five-story factory is perched at 4,035 feet altitude, about 1,230 meters, in what is known as Hill Country. Halpiti was built in 1940 and is the largest tea factory and plantation in Uva province. The impressive structure is rated among the country's best garden and factory tours. 
Admission is $5. Sir Nathan Celia, a retired administrative officer in the tea plantation sector, leads tours of the factory. He has worked in tea for 50 years. Today on the TBiz podcast, we're in Uva province in Sri Lanka, and we're talking to Savathnan Silia. He's the former plant manager of one of the more famous gardens in the region. Tell us a little about this farm and help us to better understand how Sri Lankan tea, known as Ceylon tea, has prospered over the years. Yes, nice to meet you, and then I'm very glad to share certain informations with you with regards to Ceylon tea. And this place is well known as Halpe and Hela Halpe Bandaravala. It belongs to a very important region. It's coming from Uwa region and it's very famous for the aroma, the flavory teas, which is considered to be the best in the country. This region is famous for certain flavor due to various reasons such as climatical and the temperatures and and we have already seen these uh, better tea for the last so many years. It started from the British and now it has come to the local. And we still continue the same uh, process of uh, orthodox tea. And this orthodox is found to be the best in the world because uh, it has a lot of flavor and quality. We try to make with the flavor and quality which is considered as healthy tea because the healthy tea is coming from certain biochemicals in the tea leaf which we recognize in the process and attend to those process and control the temperature in every stage of manufacture try to preserve those antioxidants what is coming into your cup of tea which is delicate and better making a strong and a colory teas could be easier than getting a flavor and quality. So it's important for us to maintain certain temperature levels in a tea factory. We start our processing early in the mornings, after midnight, we try to process them. Having taken certain percentage of the moisture, 45% or 44%, we reduce the humidity in the process of withering and we try to concentrate certain biochemicals there in the tea and we take them to a machine which is considered as an orthodox method of making. We do a gentle rolling by rupturing the cells in the machine and releasing the chemicals. They contact the oxygen at certain temperature levels, maybe at 20-25 degrees Celsius, that will accelerate the process of enzymes and oxidations, which is happening between the enzyme, polyphenol, oxygen, and this oxidation process is very important to achieve the flavor because if you can see the reactions that brings you the flavor at the beginning, immediately after you rupture the cell. Therefore, having taken 40-45% of the water, the leaf become flexible and we try to put it in a machine to do the simple rolling, a gentle rolling by circulating on a table. It's a beautiful orthodox machine. We have got it. And we can get a better tea manufactured in this manner. We have experience of other machineries such as Rotovane and CTC machine, LTP machines. All those machines we have experienced that we have gained more strength and the color. But I see that I am strongly feel that all those machines will 
get the color and the strength into the cup of tea that you drink at the expense of the flavor and quality. Sherlock and teas have a famous role to play in the industry. They're a very important base for the most popular black tea blends the world drinks, such as the English and Irish breakfast blends and the Earl Grey teas. Blenders depend on Ceylon tea's distinctive flavor. Could you tell us about how you make Sri Lankan teas so flavorful? The world is going to blend some tea because they buy Ceylon tea and maybe some other countries' tea. In the blend, they try to add some of the other flavors like jasmine, mango, earl grey. These are value additions and I see most of the buyers at the, the younger generation likes to see, like to see that flavor in the cup of tea they drink and they also go to have already gone towards the flavor. So there is a big demand in the market. But I would like to tell you that the policy that we have in this country in the processing of manufacturing good quality tea, we don't add anything. We really depend on the real flavor that develops between the enzymes and the chemicals and the oxygen. But we don't add anything. So it is happening in the marketing side. We try to add those flavors which is suitable for human taste. Therefore, a lot of people like to have a pleasant cup of tea. Therefore, it is up to them to decide. Touring tea factories always brings a smile. They create such a delightful smell, perfuming the air. One of the concerns consumers express is making commodity teas taste better. Humans taste with our noses as much as our mouths. Tell us a little about the processing that yields an aromatic cup of tea. You have to sort of uh, prepare it in such a way that the preparation of a cup of tea is limited a time limit. We are given about three minutes for brewing period. And when you go to brew the tea, it has the particles of the tea that you selected for a cup of tea could be various sizes. The bigger particles, medium particles, small particles. When you have a bigger particles, you get lighter teas. But the smaller particles are going to have vast surface areas. They are going to have sort of uh, uh, many particles. Then they are going to have stronger teas. So the brewing capacity is more in the small particles. So when you have more brewing capacity in the small particle, you have more stronger taste. But when you are having the bigger particles, you get a delicate cup of tea. A very pleasant taste of the tea. The flavor is very prominent in the bigger particle. So you try to sort of enjoy a cup of tea. So therefore, the mediums will have a well-balanced characteristics, a medium size. So selectively, people look at the tea in different angle. They see the bigger particles and they consider the bigger particles are better for the health where the flavonoids and all the aromatics and all these enzymes and the polyphenol, all these are coming out in the brew. Therefore, it's delicate. You have a given already a shorter period of oxidation. Therefore, it's very rich in health. So when you come down to the machine and break it, make it smaller and smaller and smaller, you are losing certain bit of health benefits but you are gaining something which is considered as strength and the color. So the strength and the color make the cup of tea stronger. So it is up to the individuals where they are concerned. But we brew the tea for a period of three minutes, having put the boiling water. When it dissolves in the hot water and you enjoy a cup of tea, you get maximum health benefit from the 
larger particles, but you get more tastier from the smaller particles. There's fresh new tea everywhere this week, and I've been drinking it joyfully. Tell us about the adjustments demanded by seasonality in tea making. What we do in the 12 months, first six months going to be a mixed weather patterns. We have the sunshine in the morning, sometime afternoon showers, and it's a chance for the plantation to get a flash because you get a lot of crop coming there. We try to harvest 60% of the estimated crop for the year, and that's the period that we are very busy making something on quantity-wise. But after the June month of June, we start getting a couple of uh, sort of bright days, uh, bright months, and June, July, August, September, till September it's going to be dry. Therefore, we have dehydration in the field and a lot of sunshine and uh, less rainfall. The dehydration uh, takes place and then the tea leaves um, loses its moisture and that is gain more flavor. So it's a flavor that develops in the dehydration, more concentration of the chemicals. So we are going to lose some of the crop, but still it could be compensated with a higher price that you are going to get it in the market. So there is a big demand for such teas. Therefore, the flavor is very important for us to get it in the cup of tea. So... It's a, there's a big demand for such teas in the market. Therefore, we try to do our best and try to achieve them in the process by shortening the period of oxidation, by shortening, controlling the temperature furthermore, and have a short period of drying, have less temperatures in the firing machines, a little bit adjustment here and there. Finally, it's go, it go, that particular tea goes into the international competitive market. So we, we have experience of getting some remunerative prices in the auctions and we become better in the market. So we lead the plantation by averages, by getting good prices. So there's a big demand. We understand that there's a big demand for Ceylon tea. That's what we try to have the seasonal one. So after that, you get the maximum averages for your plantation. So you get your better price during that seasonal tea that is sold for a high price in the market. So we are very happy to tell you that <laughs> not like the quantity, the quality has the tea. So that's the price that we like to get. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of tea biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the tea biz website for more comprehensive coverage that's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.